Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. You'll see I'm not alone today. In fact, I've got a beauty queen in. <laughs> <laughs> the studio with me, Miss Natalie Nix. She is your Mississippi Miss Mississippi Outstanding Teen for 2023. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Okay, so I know Miss Mississippi is coming up in June. It's always a big summer event. So when were you crowned? When does the Miss Mississippi Outstanding Teen uh, pageant take place? I was crowned April 23rd, and the Nationals competition is going to take place in January of 2024. We don't know where yet, and we're thinking that it's probably going to be the first week of January, but we don't know specifics yet. So you have to wait almost your entire reign before you go up for the national uh, pageant, where I feel like the Miss Mississippis go to the Miss Americas. What they they She will get crowned in June, and then theirs is usually August, September, and only a few months at later is what I'm saying. So you've had a long time to sort of get in, get your feet wet, and then start to prepare. So how's it been since April? Oh, my gosh. It's been a whirlwind of activities, but I'm so excited to have been given this incredible opportunity, and I'm going to soak up every minute of it. You should, and it'll go by really fast, or at least that's what they tell me. I wouldn't know. I've never <laughs> I've never necessarily had, uh, had a crown, but your road to this has to be um, a lot of fun as well, a journey in and of itself to get to this point. So, Natalie, when did you first get into, I guess, the pageant circuit? Maybe that's the way they call it, or what inspired you to even go for the Miss Mississippi Outstanding Teen. The funny thing that I like to tell people is I kind of saw myself as an unlikely candidate for the Miss Mississippi Teen Competition. When I was younger, I used to struggle a lot with social anxiety. I was an only child, but I always had a passion for singing. So my mom enrolled me in the princess program for Miss Mississippi, and I got to be a part of that. And I also auditioned for the junior performer program for Miss Mississippi when I aged out of the princess program. And then the year after that, my mom told me that they were going to host the Miss Mississippi's Teen Competition. And I thought it would be a great way to get out there, get my name out there, meet tons of new people and form those connections and really do what I was afraid to do. So I'm How so did thankful. you come over your sort of anxieties there, Natalie, to get on stage to sing? Because, I mean, it's one thing to sing in the bathroom or maybe sing, you know, in the car with your family. And then, man, it's another thing to, <laughs> to have the courage to do it on stage. What how did you overcome that? 
it's kind of funny because I could sing in front of hundreds of people and it wouldn't faze me. But talking in front of five people was where my heart started to race and I started to doubt myself. But just being a part of Miss Mississippi's teen and doing what I'm afraid of, it I kind of had the victim mentality that I wasn't good enough. And through doing what I was afraid to do, I started breaking down those mental barriers for myself. And the funny thing is my platform, AOK, or my community service initiative, as they call it now, as I started to implement performing acts of kindness in my daily routine, I started researching because my social anxiety started to lessen. And it turns out that performing acts of kindness releases the hormones oxytocin and serotonin in the brain. So when you're performing acts of kindness for other people, you're giving back to not only other people, but to yourself and you're building love and confidence within yourself and developing a healthier mindset. I love that. I love too that you sort of went that route with your, they do call it community service initiative now. When did you start uh, thinking about that? Was it for the Miss uh, Mississippi Teen Competition or was it part of some of the other pageant circuits that you were a part of? Yes, and it's kind of a long story. I like to we tell people. We have time. You go right ahead. <laughs> I love to tell people that my community service initiative chose me. I didn't really choose it and it's blossomed into something that I could never have imagined. It really did start three years ago when I first became involved with the Miss Mississippi's Teen Competition and I didn't really know what to do. I wanted to have a personal tie to my life. And one of the things I was always passionate about was loving others, no matter who they come from, where they come from, or what their background is, etc. But at that time, my grandfather had been put in the hospital. And I recognized the love that the staff not only showed him, but my grandmother, and they really went beyond their job description to show her compassion when all they had to do was help him physically. And in reality, they helped all of us mentally. And so at first, I started thinking about the groups of people who go unrecognized for their hard work or who maybe need a kind word or they need someone to uplift their day. So I started out very small and did cookie jars for the janitors at my school, the secretaries, the counselors. I did some cookie trays for the Madison, Mississippi Fire and Police Department. And I also did some cookie. I did um, not a cookie tray, but I did um, was able to have Chick-fil-A gift cards donated for some of the physicians at UMC. And I started with that. And then I realized that AOK is really about everyone. It's not just about those groups of people. And I wanted to go big. I wanted to make a difference in my community, not just with those small things, but with the big things too. And one thing that I recently did a few months ago was I collaborated with Mayor Mary Hawkins Butler of the city of Madison. And we were able to have a three-day donation drive for a local organization called Shower Power and a percentage night with Madison Chick-fil-A. And basically I got the whole community involved and we were able to do or get around a thousand donated items and also a thousand dollars to that organization. And so it was really cool to see all that happen. And then throughout all this journey, we had the, um, the journey of my social anxiety and what I figured out with that through my research. So it's just been one ride, but it's been so much fun and I'm so glad to get to implement my community service initiative throughout the state now. Well, and I think it's one, though, that we can all be a part of to help you spread, right? Like, I yes. think it's one of those things where if you, if you, you know, here or maybe you're dealing with some anxiety or having a rough day, just being reminded that you can just do something kind for someone else or just sort of focus on someone else who may be in need, whether it could be as, as big as, you know, buying their lunch or as small as just acknowledging, hey, cute shoes or whatever <laughs> it may be, right? And it does, yes. it, it sort of 
of brightens it brightens your your own day. What, what age were you? Were you? Did someone tell you or diagnose you? I don't know if that's the right word with social anxiety. I'm just curious how you sort of felt like you fit that particular um, label, for the lack of a better word. I wasn't medically diagnosed with social anxiety. And something I always like to tell people is I feel that everyone kind of has a little bit of social anxiety at Amen. some point. Some people have it more extreme than others, but there's always that fear of maybe talking to someone you don't know or maybe you feel like you put them up on a pedestal and you feel like you can't reach them. Um, so I wasn't medically diagnosed with social anxiety, but my parents and I all kind of felt like it was something that I struggled with when other people my age, they didn't struggle in the same way I did. So I was kind of unordinary in that sort of <laughs> way. Well, and I think, though, but that's good to know because I feel like parents, grandparents listening, they may have a shy kid at home or they consider it a shy kid or doesn't like to, you know, feels nervous or anxious when they have to get in big crowds. And, you know, I don't know if I would recommend putting them all on a stage to sing. <laughs> but uh, but to know that they're not alone, number one, and that you can sort of grow out of that or may sort of find your way out of that. So how would you reach someone, let's say 10, right? How old are you now? I'm just turned 17. Just turned 17. <laughs> Almost said 16 there. That's, <laughs> that's okay, 17. And then, so like maybe your 9 or 10-year-old self, what would be the advice that you would have given um, to yourself, know, knowing what you know now about your shyness or maybe anxiety around crowds of people? Embrace the journey and, you know, don't be afraid. I mean, it's easy to be afraid and you don't have to be perfect Growing up as a perfectionist, and especially because I was an only child, and I felt the pressure of being an only child from my parents, I wanted to be perfect in every single thing that I did. And walking into the interview room and having to speak in front of those judges, I always felt like they were quizzing me, when in reality, it's just a conversation. And every single interaction you have with people around you, it's always a conversation. It's not like they're looking for reasons for you to be wrong. They just want to get to know you. So that's something that I've had to learn is to embrace the journey. And I don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. And you can still do it. Uh, if you're afraid, you can still be brave enough to do it, which I'm sure it was terrifying. Do you remember the first <laughs> time you got up to sing? Do you remember your first pageant? My Well, the first time I sang, it's kind of funny. My mom is the theater teacher at my school. I actually learned to walk in the auditorium. And they were doing Susical the Musical at that point in time. And they had to order a baby kangaroo puppet. And the puppet wasn't going to make it in on time. And her student said, well, why don't you just let Natalie be the puppet? So I was in a little pouch from the big kangaroo costume. And I said, hump me too. And that's kind of how it all started. I've just been immersed <laughs> in singing since then. Well, I think you broke out of your shell fairly early then. <laughs> yes, um, or your pouch, should I say, uh, <laughs> Natalie. Um, and you're, I think you're doing um, wonderful and you're off to a great start. And we've got more coming up next with Natalie Nix. She is your Miss Mississippi's Outstanding Team 2023. <laughs>
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. watch good things we are on your computer your mobile device you can watch it on roku amazon fire tv devices you can even find us on youtube you can also watch good things live on ceasefire tv if you've got that we are on channel 70 right next to the weather channel and don't forget to you can catch good things in podcast form and you can get that podcast wherever you listen to a podcast we are continuing our conversation with miss natalie nix she is your miss mississippi's outstanding team for 2023 and she's up to some good things already but you mentioned natalie that this was your third year in the Miss Teen organization, and it is like the, I guess, the feeder into the Miss Mississippi organization, correct? Like, in terms of years, how many years can you do the Miss Teen, I guess, circuit, if I'm saying the words right or wrong, correct me, and then feeding into bidding for or going for the Miss Mississippi crown? How does that work? I'm pretty sure that it's from ages 13 to 18, and then the Miss Mississippi competition is 18 to I think it's 28. I'm not sure. It's a really huge age gap. Oh, I don't think I realized that you, 28 sounds so, look at me almost 40. Like, 28 sounds <laughs> so old. <laughs> no, but I I'm think. not good with numbers. You know, that's, that's why math is hard <laughs> and it's summertime. So, uh, we all get a breather with that. But you started, I guess you mentioned three years ago. What, you know, what inspired you to keep it up, right? Cause you keep coming back to sort of this larger competition, uh, platform, which would have been the Miss Mississippi teen one. What every year did you walk away and go, man, I'm going to give it my best shot next year? It's my belief that if you have a really big goal, it takes several small goals to get there. So I just wanted to make progress every single year and then eventually reach my goal. So I'm thankful to be here. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's really cool. I think people also forget that, you know, one walks away with the crown, but there's so many other things that you can walk away with. That's not always necessarily the definition of success Mm -hmm. through the pageant sort of system. So even if you would have never gotten the crown, what are some positive things that you gleaned from? I guess this far, because you still are young in your career, hopefully you'll go on <laughs> to the Miss Mississippi route, but the in the Miss Mississippi teen division. Mm-hmm. During the competition for Miss Mississippi's teen, one of the things I kept telling myself was, if it's God's plan for me, it's his plan for me. If it's not, it's not. And I've already gained so many important things, especially the conversation skills. Me three years ago would never have been able to imagine that I would be up here talking to you on a radio interview. That would have been so surreal to me. And just also the poise, the um, the angles for picture taking. You know, you learn so many things. Um, you, let's say, you have to be well-rounded in the news. So you're making yourself smarter and more well-rounded. How do you do that at the ripe age of 17 and stay happy? <laughs> stay happy. Like I said earlier, it's all about enjoying the process. <laughs> yes. Well, staying up on the news can really kill, can be a joy kill real quick. Oh. So I hope you find some balance in that as you, as you move forth. But you have started out, your reign started in April. And so you will go on to the national platform or get the national competition in January. What are your duties as Miss Mississippi's outstanding teen prior to that? So your year of reigning, what you out there doing? Which was, what's on your, I guess, resume? Mm hmm. 
I have to do a lot of sponsor visits. I have to make several appearances like I'm doing with you now. Um, those are all things that I really enjoy. Right now, I'm also trying to focus on making AOK statewide, prepare my talent and fitness, just make sure that everything is set to go for nationals. <laughs> and you don't know when that will be yet, right. which that will be that will sort of come up. Do you know, like, does the um, I guess the setup change in terms of how the how the pageant set up from what you went through with Miss Mississippi Teen or will it be the sort of same talent singing question or is there like a curveball? I'm sure that everything should be relatively similar, but we haven't gotten a whole lot of information on more of the specifics dealing with that. So I, I think it should be the same. For the most part. <laughs> She's like, if there's a curveball, I haven't been throwing we'll it yet. It out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will roll with it, and you will. And that, I think that's another thing that <laughs> young women get out of doing these pageants and sort of is learning to, to roll on the fly. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes your shoe breaks or your earring gets lost or mm-hmm. you, ver- you get a tough question or, you know, or whatever <laughs> it, or whatever it may be in, in that sense. You mentioned, though, your community service initiative, the AOK, which acts of kindness, which I love. And that into... I love the acronym for it, the AOK part. Um, how are you planning to make that statewide? How do you plan mm-hmm. on sort of taking that and then moving it through all 82 counties? Right now, I'm really willing to talk to as many county leaders as possible about implementing AOK in their county, whether it's doing a statewide, not statewide, but a countywide AOK service project, or if it's implementing it in the school districts. I'm still working out some of the logistics on that right now. We're kind of gearing towards Miss Mississippi Week, and then after that, we're going to figure out more of the things. But also, I'm working on getting a proclamation for an AOK day statewide, and I'm also working with the Madison County Superintendent, Charlotte Seals to work on an AOK kit. What date would you have in mind for that, for the AOK sort of proclamation? Is there like a special date other than like your birthday? Would there be like a day (laughs) you were like, this needs to be AOK day? I'm not sure, but I do know that National Random Acts of Kindness Day is February the 17th. So maybe it could be that day. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. We've always said here, Rhino and I, that we needed to throw in for a good things day. And ours would be June 1st because that's when the show started. So I feel like you need to make sure it has an emotional. Yeah. Yeah, You know what I mean? (laughs) Significance, even if it's just to you. I mean, that's totally um, that's totally fine. But dates are important. So you you got some time to sort of uh, think about that. Um, You also represent Mississippi as the teen ambassador for volunteerism uh, through the Mississippi Commission for Volunteer Service, which ties in perfectly with with AOK. Mm-hmm. People forget that volunteering is a great way to get social interaction, to give back and sort of get the those boost of happy hormone or happy, mm-hmm. you know, chemicals that you were talking about. How important is volunteering to you in your personal life? Oh my gosh, it's so important. It is so important to give back to the communities that gave to us because there are people out there who are struggling and it's so important to give to those people because a lot of us, I'm blessed. I've had a blessed life. I've been dealt great cards. But there are other people, you know, who could be homeless, like I was talking about earlier with Shower Power. I'll Love tell you a little them. story about that yeah. really quickly. The first time that I met them was from my print, one of my princess's moms. And I remember walking out there on my first day and I saw a volunteer in an army uniform and I said something about him. He looked about 25 he was a young man to uh, the mom and she said he's not a volunteer he was homeless and 
that shocked me because I think that a lot of people, there's a stigma around homeless people and you imagine them to be one way when sometimes they were just dealt the wrong cards in life and it's hard for them to get back up on their feet. So it's so important to give to those who are less fortunate because you never know. Sometimes lady luck just doesn't deal the hand. And it's one of uh, my favorite quotes I've ever heard is it's hard to hate up close. Meaning yeah. that it's hard to have, like when you get up close with those who maybe you feel a certain way about and you get to know their stories and you put personal names to, uh, you know, to stereotypes, then it's really hard to, to hate a, a type of person or a, a group of people or specific when you really get to sort of understand or know where their story is. You know, and some, some play the, play the tune of the stereotype, but majority of the majority um, don't. They're, right. they're, they're individuals who, who have, um, incredible roadblocks in their life. And the shower power, they do things beautifully by bringing dignity to those who don't have homes through showers and sort of other things. Mm-hmm. If folks haven't ever heard of them, they're doing, they're doing really good work. Yes. And volunteering though, but people sometimes think, man, it takes too much time. Once I get on a list, they're going to always be asking me to do something. From your experience with the, um, Mississippi Commission for Volunteer Services, do they hound you to volunteer? I actually just recently became a volunteer, so I haven't had the chance to officially work with them yet. But I'm so excited to see what's going to happen. And I'm sure they won't hound me. I love any opportunity I can take to help. No, people. you get on an email list and then they give you out the opportunities. If it fits your schedules and what you're interested in, then you say yes. But I think folks <laughs> are so nervous about just putting their hat in the bucket or putting their name sort of out there or sort of stepping out because they feel like, once they dive in, they can't regress, and that's not true. I think that they just want you to be a part of it wherever you sort of fit in or, or see that um, see that something sort of moves you in that way. You mentioned shower power. Are there other places you really enjoy giving a volunteer time? Mm-hmm. There is one organization that I've worked with a little bit in particular, not a whole lot, um, but I'm a part of Civinets, and basically we have to have 10 hours per semester of service, and one of the organizations that I work with through Civinets is Top Soccer, and what that is is you get to play soccer with people who have Down syndrome, and it's really neat to, you know, just help them and to just do what they're um what they love to do. I met one little girl one time and we didn't even really play soccer. We just stacked cones because that's what she wanted to do. But she had the best time and it was really neat to be part of that. When I first started T-Ball, all I wanted to do was pick the flowers in the outfield. (laughs) So all I wanted to do is sit down and play in the flowers and, you know, not have a care in the world. So I totally get (laughs) that little girl not being into, not being into soccer. Well, I'm definitely into what you're, what you're standing for, Natalie, and your acts of kindness. Where can people follow you or keep up with what you're doing over your reign as Miss Mississippi's outstanding teen. I'm on Instagram and TikTok, Natalie underscore Nix or Natalie.nix. Alrighty, well, we wish you the best. Maybe you'll make it back here when you're wearing the Miss Mississippi crown. Oh, <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll just forecast that Hope into so. the, into the future awesome. for you. But uh, best of luck no matter where life takes you, girl. Thank and you, you guys so stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. Beat.
positive and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Something big happening downtown. Good things are going on. Good things happening on main streets and downtowns across the Magnolia State. So today we're highlighting what's happening downtown this weekend. It is brought to you by the Mississippi Main Street Association. So don't forget you can always go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar to get more information on upcoming events. And Mississippi Main Street communities are offering many events for you and your family this Memorial Day weekend. We're starting out with Jazz in the Past with Joe. That's in Past Christiane. What's happening, Joe? Hey, how you doing? I'm not going to complain today because there's lots of good things going on this weekend. What y'all got going on in Past Christiane? Well, this weekend we have jazz in the past. This is the eighth year we've had it back since we started after Katrina. And we have this free concert in the park, in the city park. We have uh, four bands lined up to play this weekend. What four bands do you have um, coming to Past Christiane? We have the Clinton High School Jazz Band coming out of Clinton, Mississippi, coming down to play. We have uh, Jake's Jazz Trio out of Ocean Springs. We have Julius Handy III. Uh, we actually named Jazz in the past after his great uncle, famous jazz musician uh, Captain John Handy. And we're going to finish off with Unfazed Show and Band. So is this a free concert for the public, Joe, or is it something that we would need to think about getting tickets about? Give us sort of the rundown. No, it's a free concert. We will have arts and craft vendors. We will have food vendors there on site. Uh, We ask that you don't bring any glass bottles. Just come pick your cool spot underneath the shady trees and enjoy the music. So why was it so important to create an event specifically around jazz music? What's the connection to Past Christiane or just the connection to those that enjoy bringing this event to the area every year? Well, uh, the Blues Trail, we received the Blues Trail marker in Past Christiane, and it highlighted some very famous people that was born, originated in Past Christiane, like Captain John Handy. Uh, Cadillac Henry, those guys that traveled the world playing music. And so we wanted to put something in place to just honor that, keep it going. To keep it going, and I think it's grown every year, Joe, from what I hear. This is going to be one of the bigger events this weekend. How many folks usually come out and enjoy the jazz music? Last year we estimated about 2,500 people throughout the day came to the park. That's impressive, and this is at the, this is, which park is this? This is the Past Christian Memorial Park. If we're not familiar with our sort of uh, geographic, geography, should I say geographic, where, where are you guys? How will we find you? The, the park is located on Highway 90, just east of the harbor. If you're driving down Highway 90, you'll see the banners and flags out. You'll be able to see the stage from the highway. So can we, Joe, can we bring our blankets and our chairs? Can we come, like, ready for a sort of a picnic or come hungry? Can we get comfortable? What are any other the other rules or regulations around jazz in the past? People bring chairs. They bring blankets. There's benches throughout the park that you can sit on. Or Most people uh, find a nice, comfortable spot underneath one of the uh, oak trees. 
And I'm sure that's first come, first serve there under the under the oak trees. Is the weather looking good for you guys, or is there a chance that it may get delayed or anything with weather? You know, God loves jazz, so I don't believe we're going to have any bad weather. It's going to be a little warm, but it's gonna, we're going to have a good time. Best Last line of the day, Joe. <laughs> Best line of the day. I believe God loves jazz also. Joe, when did you fall in love with jazz? Oh, uh, as a young kid, I played music. I played music so much, I ended up being a DJ. I bought my own equipment. I did mobile DJ, and so I love just sitting back playing music. All righty. Well, that's going to be a good time there on Sunday. If we want to get more information, where can we go to do that, Joe? You can go to the uh, Pastor Stan Main Street website, or you can Google Jazz in the Past. And it'll take you to the web page and tell you all about it. All righty. Well, God loves jazz, so you're going to have great weather this Sunday. I love that, Joe. Giving you all the best wishes for a great event, and we appreciate your time. Thank you. And we're going to end the show with a firework display. Oh, that's the best part. I love that. At at 8 o'clock, yes. All right, so make sure you come, you stick around, bring your blankets, let the kids see the fireworks. It's going to be a great time. So thank you, Joe. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. You too. All righty, if you're not in Past Christiane and you're looking for maybe a little art or a little contest, we got one for you in downtown Biloxi. Rachel is joining us to talk about the chalk art contest that's happening on Biloxi Main Street. Hey, Rachel. Hey, good afternoon. How are you guys? Not complaining, not a nerd bit, as they would say, Rachel. There's lots of good things going on this weekend for Memorial Day. I know many families are going to be headed to the Mississippi Gulf Coast to soak up some sun and sand and family time for the long weekend, and they can get in on this chalk art contest. Tell us about that. Yes. So the uh, chalk contest, the contestants are going to be high school and middle school aged. Those are going to be the two categories that will be judged. And then so it's free to do it. They need to go online to, and sign up because we do have limited space. Of course, they can come the day of and register, but we are suggesting that people sign up beforehand and there's a link on our facebook page sidewalk saturdays they can also shoot an email to downtown biloxi ms at gmail.com so they can come in check in is at nine and then they'll get their space assignment and uh then they'll have until about twelve thirty. and then the art committee of downtown is going to be the judging there will be a winner and a runner up for both age groups high school aged kids and middle school aged kids and then GE Orr Street, which is at the corner of like Orr and Howard Avenue behind the hospital, that entire street is going to be blocked off for our young artists, our um, school-aged and toddlers, so they can join in on the fun. They just won't be judged. And then on top of that, we're going to have all of the businesses downtown are going to be promoting sales. We're going to have sidewalk sales. There's so many r- new restaurants downtown. There's so much development in the downtown district and we really are wanting the people to come out and see where we're at see where uh, all the development is coming from see what's in our near future we've had some pretty major projects that have finished we've got some more major projects that are about to be finished and just come down and make some art make some family memories with us 
and enjoy our beautiful city. You bring up a good point, Rachel. I know a lot of people go straight to the beach, which isn't a bad thing, or maybe they go straight to some of the other um, establishments that are along the ocean uh, front. But we forget about the downtown being really where the locals go and enjoy and where you can find a lot of probably great restaurants that are not off the beaten path because it's on your main street downtown, but that maybe, you know, don't get as much a major publicity because it's not in a big casino or, you know, may not even have the wait times or even sort of the heavier price tags that come with some of those casino places or resorts. Not that those are bad, but just something different. So if this is your time of going to Biloxi, you can do something new, which is coming to downtown. So this is going to sound like a a weird question, Rachel, but where is your downtown? Because most folks are very familiar with just being, you know, on the scenic route. But how do you get to your actual Main Street? So there is a wonderful little walkway that's directly across the street from where the Beau Ravage is. You can walk up through um, beside Mary Mahoney's, and it has string lights above it, so it's kind of a guided path as well. Um, and then it just walks straight up. And then our district green is at the corner of Orr Street and Howard Avenue, and that's where um, you're going to find the majority of the shops is going to be along Howard Avenue and right there in the roof. So we have our hardware store that's been in business for over a hundred years. You now have five boutiques. We have a one wonderful record store downtown. We've got some really cool places. All the boutiques are completely different. They sell different items, and uh, we really complement each other very well. Everything down here is going to have this mom-and-pop vibe. And like you were just talking about the restaurants, we have so many great places to eat. We have some new ones that have opened up. And then, of course, we have the Blues Club here with some of the best acoustics I've ever heard. That place is fabulous. So, We really are wanting people to come down and see what has been going on and the progress that has been made in the, in recent time. We also have several murals throughout downtown. We have a map of them so you can even go on a mini little walking tour. And we even have art in our crosswalks across the street. It's just a very different and refreshing thing to see a downtown that has been able to kind of come together and all of the progress that has been made here in the past about three years and just how all the businesses complement each other. We're all working together and we're trying really hard to do some community activities such as this sidewalk talk contest because we really want our locals and our travelers to come out and see the culture and the the good things about being down here in Biloxi, and we're not, and the casinos are wonderful, um, but that's not the only thing that we're all about. We have a lot to offer here, and we really want to put that on full display this weekend and um, come paint a beautiful canvas on our sidewalks and really just have some fun with these kids and let them be creative and uh, have just some good family time. I love that, Rachel. I love that it's within walking distance. If you go to the Beau Rivage, look for the, the lights, follow the crosswalk, and head yourself downtown and have yourself a good a good old time. Rachel, I appreciate your time here on Good Things and all that you guys are doing there in Biloxi. And don't forget, if you're looking for an event that's near you, you can always go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar to get more information on upcoming events and happenings. But you guys stick with us. we got more good things for you coming up next.
Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app and your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Kudos to you, Rhino, for the music. Giving a little to Tina Turner. If you've seen the news, then it is being reported. She is no longer with us. I don't know the whole story. Have you seen headlines? or? Uh, apparently, she passed away peacefully at her home in Switzerland. How old was she? Uh, 83, I believe. Gotcha. Well, her legs were tired. She has danced and sang and performed her heart out so now she gets to be at rest and so god bless her and i'm sure as the story develops and things to follow you will find those over at supertalk.fm where you can also find your mississippi stories if you want to stay up to date you can sign up for the free weekly newsletter at supertalk.fm slash newsletter also letting you know that we will be on the road this week you got the supertalk eagle hour that comes on right before good things they are going to be in montgomery alabama this week as the red hot southern miss golden eagles to the top look to keep things going and the sun Belt Conference Tournament, so you can listen to the Super Talk Eagle Hour on select Super Talk Mississippi stations at 1 p.m., but then you can always catch it anytime, anywhere you get your podcast, so that's a great way to stay updated on that. And then coming up Friday, you're going to have Gerard and um, the Eagle Hour. I guess they'll be back by Friday, or maybe if it's red hot. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how you have to tune in to find out, but Gerard will definitely be broadcasting Friday from the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum at Camp Shelby in Hattiesburg. They're going to be celebrating Memorial Day with the museum and Mississippi National Guard officials. And it's going to be a very special day at Camp Shelby. And it's because it's a special place. So tune in Friday as we continue to honor and remember Mississippians who have made the ultimate sacrifice for our um, our nation and what the weekend is is um, is all about over on supertalk.fm I saw a headline that I just love I just loved it Mississippi Aquarium to celebrate release of 100th endangered sea turtle this Thursday that would be tomorrow the 100th of them being able to um, rescue and then restore and then be able to let the little ones back into the sea where they can live out their best their best life so the Mississippi Aquarium will be releasing its 100th uh, Kemp Ridley sea turtle tomorrow afternoon with with over a dozen endangered turtles are placed back into the Mississippi Sound. I wonder which one they'll deem 100. Because if there's 10 of them, that means it's 90 through 100. And it's like, who gets the lucky, you don't put anything on the shell, but who gets deemed like, or who's the last one in the water? That's right? when you just open up the box and... See, see who which wins. one is the last one out. Yeah, see which one gets gets out. Instead of the last one, there's a rotten egg. The last one there wins a prize. <laughs> they get to live in the big, expansive sea and go on and be big turtles that live for a really long time, which we learned here on Good Things. Turtles can live like hundreds of years old. But really, even though I affectionately had a pet turtle for so many years, they aren't the best pets you really should. I mean, they, they aren't bad pets. They're pretty low maintenance. but They can get a little stinky. They can get stinky, but then also if they're healthy and strong and all the things, then it's like let them 
be in their own habitat and just hope you catch a wink of them here and there um, instead of putting them in a in a cage to call your own. I feel very, you know, sort of passionate about that now, even though I had said pet turtle for for many years. But in fairness, we cut off her leg, its leg, <laughs> and I'm sure it would have survived fine in the wild, but it didn't. It, it stayed with me for for a long time. But but and if you do have one, that's no disrespect to you. But if you don't. See it, let your kids play with it, like the box turtles and stuff that will start moving around this time of year or that you uncover while you're out doing yard work. Ooh and ah over it and then let them go on and be in where nature wants them to be. I think it's fun. And I think it's great of what they're doing at the aquarium. If you are headed down to the Mississippi Gulf Coast for the weekend, then don't forget to the aquarium's a great stop for your family if you're looking to get off the bait, 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 the beach and do something different and different and fun so uh, lots of lots of good things going on and like always if you are on the book of faces we would love to have you over on the good things facebook group rhino and i work hard to keep the riffraff out and the good headlines in so if you are looking just to have some positive things in your feed about what's going on in our state then it's a good place to be and then sometimes we have our fun unique and most important questions for you to ponder none today though other than what's your favorite tina turner song i think we should all crank it up and enjoy it i was actually introduced to tina turner through her acting really in mad max beyond thunderdome nobody has ever moved fringe as fast as tina turner could move fringe I had no idea she was a singer. I just thought she was the head boss of uh, Bartertown in Thunder Beyond Thunderdome. And she had great legs. I can say that. But she did. She earned them dancing in heels. I would break mine. She did great. But rest rest in peace, Tina. You gave us you gave us a lot of good entertainment. All right, stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. You got the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from three to six. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.